Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Calvary Live. Glad that you have chosen to join us today on the radio station that you're tuned into. Uh, We are on, at last count, 101 different signals around the country And we are grateful to be a small part of what God is doing in your life Uh, here at Calvary Live, which is a ministry outreach of Grace FM, which is a ministry outreach of Calvary Church in here, Aurora, Colorado. And this is coming to you live. This is a live program where we want you to call in and be a part of the show where we talk about the things of the Lord together. My name is Ed Taylor. This is one of the days that I get to host And I know for the last many weeks, you've been hearing a lot of encore presentations um, because I've been out of town. I've been away with my wife on a committed time of rest and relaxation with my wife. And I'm grateful uh, to have had that time with her. It was good to be away and it's good to be back. And uh, the commitment that I make to my wife is of um, utmost importance. Uh, I love her supremely. Uh, she's important to me uh, just as the bride of Christ, but Marie, my wife, comes first, and my marriage. Every church should want a pastor with a strong marriage. I hope that's what you want and that you support your pastor. If you have a team of pastors like we do here at Calvary, you support the team of pastors and their spouses and their kids, and you help them along the way. And one of the helps that we had is we were able to get away and the whole team of pastors, uh, some of the team, not everyone, uh, filled in for me while I was gone. We had Pancho Pancho Juarez here filled in for me while I was gone because it was right after Refresh. Our Refresh conference was out of this world. Over a thousand people were here worshiping Jesus. We had SEU worship. We had guest teachers like Bill Gem and Bill Buffington, and I shared and Pancho shared and unbelievable, just so full and open to be used by the Lord. And of course, there's little warfare. I, I wonder how you are in your own life. Maybe you can say, yes, my, I am so full of my walk with the Lord right now. Uh, but at the same time, there's warfare, isn't there? There's battles. There's challenges. Uh, the Bible talks about little foxes that eat up the vine. And we just need to learn to persevere. Uh, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday, do a, a, an interview uh, for those that come uh, are considered to come on our team here. And one of my questions that I ask is, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best, what's your walk with the Lord like today? And, you know, of all the times I've asked that question, you typically get answers like 4, 6, or 8. But recently, like yesterday, we'll get answers like, well, it's a 10. And I'm like, oh, really, a 10? Your walk with the Lord today is as best as it ever can be. And, you know, we have that kind of conversation uh, and there are days and there are weeks and there are months and years where it's a 10. Yes, Lord. 
but there's also days when it's a two and it's a three where you get battle. You know, just I was talking to a new widow today uh, where her husband passed away two weeks ago and they're, they've been in our church. They're no longer in our church, but I got word from it through someone. Uh, they're in Arizona now. Well, she is. Her husband, David's in with the Lord. Um, but, you know, I came back to a list of things where quite a few people in our church are just suffering, widows, widowers, and family issues. Um, and I'm sorry. Maybe that's you today. I'm sorry that uh, pain is knocked at your door. But you can still be, you can still have an overflow and and fight the good fight. And um, the Lord's with you. I want you to know that. So give me a call, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Today's a special day. This is amazing. So let's go back to the discussion while we're waiting for some phone calls to come in. Let's go back just to, to let you know Calvary Live is, oh, we got people online already. So good. Uh, I'll be with you guys in a second because I want to announce something today. But first, I want to say uh, on Grace FM here in Colorado, Wyoming, parts of Nebraska, you're listening to this live. We have a signal up here in the Denver area, 89.7. And down in Colorado Springs, shout out to my friends down there, 101.7. You get it live. On the Radio by Grace Network, that's 73 stations uh, throughout the country from Arkansas to Wisconsin. Uh, you guys are hearing this live. And then we have Hope FM, 21 signals, Truth FM, two signals, uh, Higher Rock Radio, uh, one station in Meridian, Idaho, Living Water, our friends in Corpus Christi on KSGR. And today we add another station. I want to welcome everyone that's listening to this program in Kingman, Arizona. I want to welcome everyone listening to KGBS, The Way Radio. This is... Uh, my first, I, it may have happened yesterday. I don't know if it happened yesterday or today, but it's today I know about it. So I want to welcome you. Uh, Kingman, Arizona, uh, love you guys. I have always had, and so here's a little bit of tidbit, uh, that I've always had an affinity for Kingman, Arizona, because my granny lived there. And my parents, uh, you know, we were low middle class uh, family, you know, just paycheck to paycheck family, or sometimes uh, not paycheck to paycheck, uh, just struggling. You know, just uh, that, that's my upbringing. And we didn't do a lot of vacations. That's why I'm sharing that. We didn't do a lot of vacations. But the vacations we did were to Arizona, Kingman, Arizona, because it was just six hours drive from my, from my house, from my parents' house, and Boulder, Colorado. Those were, and once we went to Oklahoma. Uh, but Boulder, Colorado, and Kingman, Arizona. And I was in Kingman, Arizona three or four times a year with my family, visiting my granny. Um, just such a, a an interesting woman that got saved later in life and was just amazing. One of the few people, you know, because I've shared my testimony with you in some regards that uh, I was a rebellious uh, kid. And to my 20s, I was rebellious and just a horrible kid and a horrible grandkid. But my granny always believed in me. Like she was just an amazing room, rough around the edges. She had a very up, rough upbringing. My mom had a very rough upbringing. So really rough around the edges. But if you could get past those edges, just filled with love and commitment. And I love my granny. As a matter of fact, my very first public speaking, she believed in me uh, even as when she, when she knew I got saved, 
Um, she was born again uh, really late in life, and I was born again right before she passed away. And she believed in me so much that she requested me as a new believer, just a kid, well, you know, in my 20s, to, to officiate or to speak at her funeral. And that was my first public speaking uh, engagement uh, was at my granny's funeral in Kingman, Arizona. And so you guys in Kingman, I love you already. I haven't met you, although I've met the pastor. I met Sally. I met some were here for refresh uh, from Kingman. I love you already. Uh, I appreciate you. We're grateful to serve you. So welcome, welcome everyone listening on the Way Radio KGPS. Now, you guys on Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock, Living Water, the Way Radio, you guys are all getting this one week delayed. Uh, and all that means, because of the technology and such, all that means is while the show's on the air, you can call. A live person will answer your call. You'll be like on the phone with them anyway. And then you can tune into your station next week at the same time and hear yourself on the radio, which is kind of cool. So the state, the show is always live, but it's broadcast live on the Grace FM and the radio by Grace Networks. And then the rest of the stations just pick it up one week later. And it works beautifully. And you guys are going to love it. I can't wait to get my first call from Kingman. I, I can't. I'm grateful to serve you guys. So welcome aboard. Let's go right to the phone lines now in Texas. Rick in Hereford, welcome to the program. Hello, thank you for taking my call. Uh, you're welcome. What's going on? Yeah, I just had a question about um, the false prophet that comes. Is he? Is he? Bef- is it before the rapture or after the rapture? That's a great question. Now, I think he's going to be. Uh, alive and a, and a contemporary of the Antichrist. So right. wherever the Antichrist is, the false prophet's going to be with him. And the reality of whether he's revealed as such, you know, it's debatable, uh, just like the Antichrist, whether he's revealed as such. But you may see them operating. You may see it all operating together until the revelation of of the Antichrist, when everything will be pulled, where the curtain will be pulled back on the false prophet. Uh, so I, he's definitely going to. Uh, you're, you're definitely going to see his influence, whether he is um, revealed as such beforehand. I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, because uh, I know. Well, we're to be we're we're looking for Jesus' return, and that that's where my focus is. Sure, it's just that um, the there's you know because there's going to be many false prophets. I do know that, but I just want I was just curious about what's the difference between the many false prophets and the false prophet. Yeah, that's a, that's a great that. follow up because the 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 question also goes to in First John. First John John talks about about many antichrists have already come into the world. Uh, and there is a difference between little a antichrist and capital a antichrist and there there is you could say an antichrist environment or spirit in and i don't mean like a demonic spirit but like in the atmosphere of the antichrist there are little antichrists setting the stage there are uh, again the reality of false prophets uh, there are false prophets in uh in the world today uh and small f small p but then there will be the false prophet a part of the unholy trinity uh that's still to come that's unique although it'll be 
very similar. You know, they're all doing the same work. It's just, I think, I think the difference is the magnitude of their work. They're all doing the same thing, but the magnitude of their work is certainly different because the Antichrist, capital A, will do way more damage uh, than all the little Antichrists. Oh, I see. Okay. Because what, what brought it to question is I was seeing something on uh, a particular man. His name was Abdul, and okay. he, he, he started calling people, telling or a bunch of Muslims telling them that he's inviting them to the seventh covenant and final covenant of God, which I, which I, I you know, I don't believe in none of that, but it, it just brought it to question because you have this guy is already taking stage, telling people that now's the time to get into their their ideas. But that, that that's the only reason that was coming up in my head, and I had a question about the difference between the smaller little false prophets versus the false prophets. Yeah, I mean. Uh, we we learn about uh, the false prophet coming here in Revelation chapter thirteen, right? He he's coming alongside uh, political power. The false prophet's going to be a source of religious power, and I don't think he's just going to show up on the scene. I think he's going to be a contemporary. I think he's going to be alive with the Antichrist. Uh, but these little guys, you know, they're going to take advantage of it. Uh, the, these false prophets, false teachers. They're going to pave the way. They're going to do little damage. It's kind of like the, I guess it's kind of like the difference between the demonic realm and the devil. You know, they're all doing damage, but nobody's going to do damage. Like no demon is going to do damage like the devil can. I see. I see. Well, okay. That answers the question. I appreciate your time. All right. God bless you, brother. God bless you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 303-690-3000 is the number. Taking your calls and your questions this afternoon. 303-690-3000. Uh, we are, uh, it's a great day today because we've added a new station uh, that's picked up Calvary Live. I want to welcome everyone in Kingman, Arizona. The Way Radio, KGPS.org. That makes... 26 states. It says 100 signals. Is it 100 signals or 101 um, that Calvary Live is on? But we want to welcome you. Uh, we want to welcome you to our family. You've always been a part of our family, but now you get to be a part of our family in a deeper way uh, where we have, now you have joined us. And that, and I also want to welcome everyone listening on The Way Radio uh, that recently they picked up our Bible teaching here called Abounding Grace, the Bible teaching here that we have, it's been on the air for over 20 years. I think Abounding Grace has been on the air 23 or 22 years now. And that's like, wow, what a privilege. Uh, what a privilege. 101. The reason I asked Kevin is because your, your paper says 100. Oh, it says over 100. Yeah, I get it. 303-690-3000. All right. From Texas to Pennsylvania, Robert in Harrisburg. Welcome to the program. Hello. Hello. Yes. You're on the air. Yes. <clears throat> My question, um, last Sunday in our Bible study yeah. at church, they were talking in First Peter 4, uh, 1. Um, if we suffered for Christ, we are, uh, we are finished with sin. I'm just wondering if you could talk a little bit about that, because by the end of the, converse, uh, the study, I just wasn't really sure what, that exactly meant is okay. it physical like pain suffering or is it suffering persecution wise in our bodies or like what exactly do you think that means okay well let's go to first peter 4 and read it first i wasn't in your sermon 
Uh, so I don't get to speak to that. Um, but here's what verse 1 says, Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind, for he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he shall no longer live for the rest of his time in the flesh for the lust of men, but for the will of God. P- Peter is writing to the believers uh, in First Peter, he's writing to Jewish believers that have been suffering because of their faith. Um, they are living out the reality of uh, deep hurt and deep pain uh, that is directly related to their to their walk with the Lord uh, and to the reality of living for Jesus. He describes them in verse, I'm turning over to chapter 1, in verse 1, it's written to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, uh, Cappadocia, and Asia, and Bithynia. And there is, um, you know, a, a tremendous pain that they're experiencing in the northern regions of the Roman province of Asia Minor. And it is you know, the, the reality of they have everyday issues, but they also have everyday suffering, but they also have uh, a unique suffering. So by the time we get to chapter four, you know, he's encouraging them. Um, he's talking about the victory that Jesus Christ has gained, um, the victory that he's de- gained through his sacrifice, and uh, that they can experience that same victory by faith um, receiving the power to resist sin, receive the power to avoid sin, to receive the power to resist temptation in returning back to the victory that Jesus Christ has had. And, and it's like he's telling them, in view of Jesus' example of committing himself to accomplishing God's will, Peter tells everyone, hey, look, you need to commit yourself to the same thing. Um, Jesus suffered all the way to death. And Christians should be willing to suffer all the way to death as well in their walk against sin and living in the spirit and not in the flesh. Um, so that's the summary of that. With that in mind, how would you rephrase your question to me? I think you answered my question. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I mean, if if your pastor was teaching you that you, you're going to come to a place of sinless perfection uh, because no, of suffering. Okay, no. good. All right. No, it was just kind of like a open discussion kind of Bible study. Okay. Too many, sometimes too many opinions, I get confused. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's an encouragement. Peter is saying, look, um, all this suffering's going on, but your suffering and mine, as hard as it is, and I've been through some really deep things, I'm sure you've been through some really deep things, we need to see it in light of the suffering of Christ. I, I was reminded, isn't I'm talking to you right now, I was reminded um, of the, the exhortation that we get in Hebrews. Uh, let me see if I can find it. In Hebrews chapter 12, remember, uh, it says, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. You have not yet resisted to bloodshed striving against sin. And I think Peter has given you a different angle of that same thing. I, yeah. I, I know you're hurting and I know it's hard, but here's the victory. The victory's in Christ. Uh, he has paved the way. He's the one to follow. He's the one we cling to. He's the example. And as you abide in him 
and you draw on his resources, that's the victory over the flesh as you live in his power for the will of God. That's what I think Peter's saying. Yeah. What was that What was that uh, uh, portion of it in Hebrews that you read from? Uh, Hebrews 12. You can even go back to verse 1, like through verse 4 or 5. Okay. Hey, that... That um, that portion of Hebrews really clarified it to uh, my questions. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Excellent. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, Robert. God bless you out in Pennsylvania. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. It is so good to be back. Can I just say that? It is good to be away. Don't misunderstand me. It is good to rest. Uh, it took me about a week because when I when I get away like this with my wife, it is dedicated to Marie, period. We are unplugged. Uh, I, I, I want to say nobody can get a hold of us. That's not entirely true. For absolute emergencies, uh, key people know how to get a hold of me. But I'm not. My phone's off. I'm not plugged into the Internet. I'm not on. I'm still not. I'm not on social media. I'm still not on social media. It's been so good to me. I'm still not going back. Um. I kind of miss it only because I miss seeing what people are doing and what food they're eating and I get to see a part of your family. Uh, but I don't miss all the drama on social media. Uh, but I'm still not back on Instagram yet. And uh, I'll get back eventually, I'm sure, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, and and I don't want to be misunderstood. It's good to be away. And you guys need to know how to pace yourself and get away and unplug. But it's also good to be back. And... You know, it's good to be back. It's good to serve. I was taught last night. I was on the radio yesterday, and then I taught last night with the church and prayed with people. I got to reconnect with the team, talking to different pastors, being in the staff meeting, and um, just hearing the pulse of the church and hearing the hard things, praying for people, making some phone calls, but also hearing the great things, a lot of great testimonies. Um, we I missed it this year. Uh, which is the first one I've ever missed, but they had the Harvest Fest and Enrique and his team knocked it out of the park, I heard. We had over 40,000 people on the property and just a great outreach as an alternative to Halloween for our community. So congratulations, all team of a job well done. Um, Refresh was out of this park, man. Refresh was unbelievable. And I was there for that. I mean, that was just, so yeah. And then, and then, of course, with Israel happening while I was away, I'm going to be addressing that this week. Um, other great people, by the way, have already addressed it. So Skip Heitzig has done a great job uh, with a series of studies at Calvary uh, in New Mexico and Albuquerque. Also, Joe, my friend Joel Rosenberg has done an excellent job. Um, um, fortunately, I've, been, I've had the privilege of being friends with Joel and Skip. Uh, God, I'm so grateful God brought them into our life. We have a... We have a our tour guide, he's not saved, so you can pray for Shraga. I've been in touch with him since I've been back, just hoping that God would get his heart because uh, he is getting up there in age. Uh, and um, Shraga's there. We're going to be helping. We're going to come alongside Shraga as a church. It's one of the places we're going to send our support. Uh, so you can, if you were looking for places to help, you can uh, send it here to our church and we'll send it to Shraga. He's going to be he's part of a project buying bulletproof vests 
for the reservists, for the kids. They're all, you know, a lot of them are kids, and th- these are equipment uh, that they don't have or they need upgraded. So we're going to be helping with that. We're also going to be sending some resources to the Joshua Fund through Joe Rosenberg uh, for some resources. And then I've got some connections uh, that we're working on with some Messianic congregations to help. And um, the tour company we use out there, SAR L Tours, uh, Pastor Sh- uh, Sh- Sh- Sammy, uh, uh, again, um, loss of opportunity. We stand with Israel. Uh, we are with Israel, and uh, we're going to support them. And we pray that the we pray for peace in Jerusalem. That's what the Bible calls us to do. At any rate, lots going on, and and I'm back, and I'm back to fulfill what God's called me to do. My small part, because it is a small part of the huge work that God's doing on the earth today. Uh, we get to do do it and be a part of it. And uh, uh, good to be away, good to be back. Um, I had a couple friends. I see Kevin, uh, my producer, sent me a note. Gino Geraci was in Jordan at the time. Um, he got back safely. Also, my friend uh, Rob Verdine from Oregon, Pastor Rob, he had a group in at the Galilee on on the day that the invade um, the attack to, the terrorist attack had took place. Um, and uh, he was also, I found out, one of the first calls I made when I got back was to see if he got out safely, and he did. So, And you know, uh, this situation is of prophetic importance, and we want, I'll be touching on that briefly. Ezekiel 38 this week, talking about the, what terror does and the hope of Christ and the witness of the church. And sometimes these massive effects of prophetic proportions they have a tendency to overshadow what you're going through. And I just want to acknowledge to everyone that you are not forgotten and you're not overlooked. And God has capacity to care for the things going on uh, in Israel. And he also has the capacity for the things that, uh, that are going on in your life. And if you need prayer, give me a call, 303-690-3000. And you always can text us, 720-336-0897. We had a couple lines open up, uh, so take them while they're open. Uh, Let's head out to Tennessee. Dale in Cordova, Tennessee. Welcome to the program. Thank you. You're on the air. Okay, I had a question. How did St. Peter become the gatekeeper to heaven? He is not. That's no, su- there is no such thing. Is he the first pope of the church? Okay. And did, when Jesus said, "Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church," did he mean that Peter would be who he was going to build his church on? Yeah, those are great questions. So, number one, there is Peter is not the gatekeeper of heaven. Uh, there is no such thing. Uh, there's the throne of the throne of God is central. Like when we get to heaven, we will experience what God intended in its fullness, and that is he's the center of all things. And to get a good picture of heaven, you can read of Isaiah's vision of him. You can read in in Revelation what heaven's going to be like. So number one, I don't know how he that came about, but it doesn't exist. Peter was not the first pope. Um, the office of the pope does not exist in the Bible. It is not a biblical office. Uh, it is a man-made religious office. And he is not the first pope. Uh, when Jesus established the authority of building his church, he want, we want to be clear that Jesus builds his church, 
and it was the confession of G- of Peter that was going to be a foundation of the church that he's the Christ and anyone that sees Jesus as the Messiah that is the foundation of the church that Jesus is building okay is that why there's a problem with this they don't recognize Jesus as the Messiah yes anyone anyone including the Jews who reject the Messiah um, but any human being that rejects Messiah um, uh, is in a terminal, fatal, spiritual condition uh, that's necessary to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, his life, his death, his resurrection, and confess their sins, repent of them, surrender their life to him. So, yes. And what established that Jesus was the Messiah? What's the main reference in the Bible that establishes him as the Messiah? Well, that's a great question. We are coming up on the end of this segment, so I want you to wait if you would. I'm going to put you back on hold, and I'll answer that question after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back, everyone, to Calvary Live, today's edition. My name is Ed Taylor. I have the privilege of pastoring the church here. It's Calvary Church. We planted this Calvary Chapel here back in 1999, December 26th, 1999. Now, there was a group of people meeting prior uh, to our arrival here. They were gathering on Saturday nights for a year uh, before we were given the leadership of this fellowship by Jesus Christ himself. He arranged it. It's so good that he would allow me uh, to serve this congregation. And so here we are coming up this year. Uh, We'll be 24 years ministering throughout, uh, you know, Aurora, Denver. We're in the Denver metro area, if you're unaware of where Aurora is. It's a Denver suburb uh, right by the airport. And hundreds of thousands of people live here and millions of people live here in the metro area. And we're just grateful uh, to be a part of what God's doing. And it's amazing. We're coming up on 24 years. I was just texting with one of the brothers that used to be a high school pastor here back in the day. He was our second, well, he was our, our technically our first high school pastor, our second high school leader, but our very first high school pastor, Andrew, he went down to Pagosa Springs to Planet Church, but we were texting back and forth today because of a uh, of a brother in the church that went home to be with the Lord that I wanted him to know about, and and we're just talking about his his daughter just recently got married, and I'm like, whoa, she was so small when they were here, and and that's what happens when you're in a community for a long time. You see these kids grow up, and even if they move on, you get to watch them from a distance, and uh, now she's married and moved off to another state and attending a church there and loving the Lord and. This is so good. Uh, I'm grateful for the heritage that we've been given in our discipleship where um, we were discipled, if at all possible, to go to a city where there wasn't a Calvary Chapel, plant a church, and stay there uh, until you're done. Uh, and and it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes you do have to move on and sometimes, but generally, like, no, this is this is where God has called us. And this is the these are the people that God has called us to love and serve and and grow up with and see our kids grow up and 
And even as people move on, relationships stay the same, stay together. And we, we, it's the body of Christ. It's so good. Uh, so I want to welcome everyone uh, that are listening around the country. We right now are heard in 26 states uh, on over 100 signals, radio signals, radio stations. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Unbelievable. Uh, and this show, Calvary Live, it might be new to you. Um, this show originates here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, we have two full-power radio stations here that cover 80%, 80% of Colorado. And we're praying, so don't forget to pray for us. We want one more station uh, that will reach the prisons in Canyon City. And what would be the best, and I even knocked on another door recently, um, what would be the best is a strong signal in Colorado Springs where we can just replace the one we have there, trade it or sell it, and then get one big signal in Colorado Springs that will cover all that area down there. And it'll be bigger and call. We want a better signal in Colorado Springs anyway. Uh, so if you happen to have an extra radio station in your back pocket down there, uh, sell it to us. Give it to well, no, don't give it to us <laughs> uh, or sell it to us. We just open to whatever the Lord has. Uh, so at any rate, I want to welcome. I'm I'm going through this. I know it might be repetitive for some of you, but uh, I'll give tell you why I'm doing it in a moment. So uh, this station, this is a live broadcast. I'm talking to you live right now through the studios at Gary's FM in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, and we're also heard on Radio by Grace Live. That's 73 signals. Then we're also heard on Hope FM. That's 21. Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio, Living Water Radio. And today I get to announce the brand new station that just added to our family in Kingman, Arizona. I want to welcome The Way Radio kgps.org 98.7 Kingman Arizona welcome 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 I just recently met the pastor and his wife uh, from the Calvary Chapel there in Kingman they came to refresh it was a wonderful opportunity to to hear the work that God's doing in their life we also hosted a Calvary Chapel radio conference uh, at refresh and they had come out for that uh, and so I got to meet them there and um, now, I'm just so grateful to be entrusted to minister to you. I shared earlier, I'm not going to share again today, but uh, Kingman has a very special place in my heart because my granny lived there and I spent a lot of time in Kingman, Arizona and Boulder, Colorado. And I ended up in Colorado ministering to Boulder, which is unbelievable. Just the Lord is so good. So, 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 so good. Let's get back to Dale, if he's still with us. Dale in Tennessee, are you still yeah. with us? Yes, sir. You asked a great follow-up question of how we know that Jesus is Messiah. Is that did I repeat that properly? That's correct. Well, Jesus is Messiah, according to the Bible. Uh, he is called the Christ right there in the beginning of the New Testament in Matthew chapter one and verse sixteen. His that when we refer to Jesus as Jesus Christ, the word Christ. The word Christ is Christos in the Greek, and it means anointed one or Messiah. And from the very beginning of the New Testament, we have Jesus presented as Messiah in the fulfillment of all the Old Testament prophecies. 
According to the Bible, the Messiah would be a Hebrew man, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Born in Bethlehem, Micah chapter 5, verse 2. Born of a virgin, Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. A prophet like Moses, Deuteronomy eighteen eighteen. A priest according to the order of Melchizedek, Psalm 110, verse 4. A king, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. And the son of David, Matthew chapter 22, verse 42, who suffered before entering into his glory, according to Isaiah 53, as well as being a Hebrew of the tribe of Judah, Luke chapter 3, verse 30, born in Bethlehem to a virgin, and on the list goes. And so the Bible has great evidence verified by the resurrection of Jesus Christ that he indeed is Messiah. Good stuff, huh? Yeah, that's real good. That answered my question. I appreciate that very much. Thank you so much for calling, and God bless you guys in Tennessee. It's my pleasure. God bless you. All right. Thank you, brother. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Look at this. All lines are open. Give me a call. 303-690-3000. Yes. For the last month, you've been hearing encores for me, but this is not an encore. Now, it could be an encore in the future, <laughs> and there's just times I can't do the show, times when with scheduling issues or like refresh, whatever, I can't do it. However, um, its original programming is re- is live. It's recorded live. This is live. I'm live right now while I'm doing it. I am alive and live, and I'm back from an extended time away uh, that I spent with my wife, Marie. I'm glad I did. I wish I could do it more, uh, and... It was good. It was well overdue. We've been waiting 10 years. We had planned on doing this in our 25-year wedding anniversary, uh, doing something like this. And and then our son passed away. And again, you guys might be new to the program, but our son, Eddie, uh, died uh, tragically uh, in 2013. And it was a bummer. Such a bummer. And uh, even all the circumstances surrounding it, it's just such a bummer. Still dealing with that stuff today. And, And yet the Lord is faithful and he's reliable. And those moments I didn't think and we didn't think we'd get through it, we did get through it. And you know, you'll get through it. What you're facing today, I know it might seem like you're not gonna get through it. It might seem like it's not gonna get any better, but the Lord is faithful. He's gonna show himself faithful. I just believe someone listening right now, you need to hear this. You need to hear this. I'm going to not even gonna paraphrase it. I'm going to quote it right from the scriptures. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For the sufferings, as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now, if we are afflicted, it's for your consolation and salvation, which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or if we're comforted, it's for your consolation and salvation. And our hope for you is steadfast, because we know that as you are partakers of the suffering, so you will also be partakers of the consolation. God is the God of all comfort. I, I know 
many of you that listen, you don't look up the words and you're not familiar with the Greek, and that's perfectly okay. I don't want you to feel guilty about that. But as a pastor, uh, although I'm not a Greek scholar or anything like that, I, I do know how to use uh, resources of Greek scholars. And when I have a program open on my computer right now, when I right-click that word, I can look it up in the Greek. And here's the Greek word for comfort in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Paraklesis. Paraklesis. And for some of you that sit in a Bible teaching church, that might sound familiar to you because the Holy Spirit is referred to with this same word, parakaleo. And it's the act of exhortation or encouragement or comfort. Did you know that the whole Bible is actually a paraklesis? It's all, the entire Bible is an exhortation, is an admonition, is an encouragement for the purpose of strengthening and establishing us in our faith. Do you know that Paul speaks of his preaching of the gospel as a paraklesis? That his desire is to comfort and comforting words and consolation are spoken of in Acts chapter 9. It says, Then all the churches throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and were edified and were walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, it says, Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father who has loved us and given us an everlasting consolation and good hope by grace. Do you know in Philippians chapter 1, the word is there used there as well. We have great joy and consolation in your love because of the hearts of the saints have been refreshed by you, brother. Today, the Lord wants to impart to you paraklesis, his comfort, his consolation. He wants to match it with his mercies that God is merciful. And again, we're reminded in the scriptures, aren't we, that God's mercies are new every morning. Every morning, his mercies, they are fresh and new. And it's so important that we realize that when we wake up and our feet are on the floor, that our eyes are on the Lord. Pastor Micah gave that to us yesterday. The Bible says in Psalm 59, verse 16, I will sing of your power. I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning, your refuge in the day of trouble. Oh, how the Lord wants you to know of his great mercies. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22, Though the Lord's mercies we are, through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And even in the day, we would sing that song about his mercies being new every morning so that the truth of God's word and lamentations would be cemented in our lives. Well, the lines are open again. Let's get back to them. Or excuse me, full again. Let's get back to them. Uh, Let's go to Fort Collins now, Colorado. Leslie, welcome to the program. Hi, can you hear me? Sorry. I can. Yes, you're on the air. Hi, um, I just have a question. The other day I was um, hanging out with some friends who are also believers, and we got into, not into a discussion, like no argument or anything. We were just talking about baptism. Um, They congregate at a different church than I do, and um, they were saying that in their church they baptize in the name of of just Jesus. And I I grew up in church, and I was always told um, it was in the name of Father God and the Holy Spirit, and I just wanted to know if 
there was a correct way or if like both ways were correct. I just got a little bit confused with that. Well, we definitely read in the scriptures. So the reason why you heard that is because the Bible teaches that. And the Bible, Jesus himself instructed us. This is the words of Jesus to make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, there is an occasion where the Bible will describe a, a baptism uh, just being in the name of Jesus, um, but that doesn't exclude what Jesus taught. He's not excluding that. That's just one event, one description. It doesn't create a doctrine. You don't create a doctrine out of one scripture. Um, so there's a couple of, there's a, I don't know what church your friends are associated with. However, typically someone that is speaking about this absolute baptizing in Jesus only uh, actually comes from a, a church that's teaching false doctrine. And that would be, um, it's, it's called the doctrine of oneness or oneness Pentecostalism. And it comes out of an old, you know, all the new false teachings come from old false teachings. And the old false teaching uh, that oneness Pentecostals hold to is modalism. And modalism denies the Trinity, which makes it an absolute fall. When you deny the Trinity, you deny the very essence of who Jesus is. And, right. and so it, I would be concerned if your friends are a part of that church to talk mm -hmm. about the reality of why they deny the Trinity, or maybe they don't even know, um, because it's much bigger than baptism. Um, you know, the idea, if somebody baptized and they just accidentally say, I baptize you in the name of Jesus, you know, and they, they, they didn't do it because they are rejecting scripture. That's just what they did. You know, God's going to honor that. Um, if they're, mm -hmm. they get saved and they go, well, we need to go get baptized. Well, I don't know how to do it. Well, well, let's just go and do, you know, like, like there's one thing about ignorance, but there's another thing when you were taught incorrectly and oneness Pentecostalism is to be rejected. Uh, it is to be forsaken and the truth of God's word is to be embraced. And, and that would include baptism. We, we don't baptize in the name of Jesus only. Um, we baptize in the name of the Trinity, uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, as we were instructed to do. Right. And, okay. and, by, and by the way, one of the biggest evidences, like you don't have to be a Bible scholar for this. You don't have to be, you know, know everything about the Bible to refute modalism. There's just one easy way to do it. So if you were looking, and I'm going to quiz you on this. Can I quiz you? Can we have a little fun? <laughs> you know, um, I'm just a little say yes. scared to be Just say yes. Just say yes. Spot. Just say okay, yes. Because yes. <laughs> I'll help you. Don't worry. I won't, I won't embarrass you. I'll help you. But okay. we should have a little fun. So can you think of an any time in the Bible, just in what you've read, can you think of any time in the Bible where all three persons of the Trinity showed up at the same time? Oh, um, I'll give you a hint. Let me see. Okay. I'll give you a hint. Somebody was being, somebody very important was being water baptized. Can you remember? Uh, I, okay, it's a, it was, it was a Jesus <laughs> baptism. Yes. And see, you know, okay. some, and so do you remember what happened? Jesus was in the water and then who spoke from heaven? The Father, remember, the Father spoke from heaven. Yeah. This is my beloved Son. The Son was in the water, 
And then do you remember how the Holy Spirit manifested himself? Uh, no, he, he I don't. came upon Jesus in the form of a dove. Oh, okay. So if you think of that picture of the baptism of Jesus as he's fulfilling all righteousness in the example of water baptism, the Trinity mm-hmm. is there all at the same time in their individual yeah. persons. The Godhead is there at Jesus' baptism. That's just one example, but it's an important one. If you get into a discussion with your friends, you you can you can talk to them and go, but I don't understand if you baptize in the name of Jesus only and you don't believe in the Trinity, what's happening here? And yeah. let them talk about and it. And the thing is, yeah, the thing is too, like they, they, when they used to go to my church and they were baptized in the Holy Trinity, but when they recently moved to a different one, and that one's now the one that yeah. just says uh, Jesus, um, they baptize in the name of Jesus, and they know. I mean, I, I'm hoping that they know what the right, yeah, what the right way is. But um, they've recently they're like changing their mind, and I'm like, I don't think that's that's correct. And yeah, that's well, why I just wanted to make sure. And have I'll a tell little, you what, maybe, if you if you email me. Uh, I will send you an article that will help you understand what we just talked about. And you can spend a little bit of time looking at it. You can spend a little bit of time reading it. Uh, and I would love to send it to you. And you can learn a little bit about what they're getting into. And I just want to announce you know, publicly the most famous oneness Pentecostal uh, that's known today that must be avoided is T.D. Jakes. Uh, T.D. Jakes is very popular. He's very, uh, Mm -hmm. and I know that there's been discussions back and forth that he's renounced oneness Pentecostalism, um, but he hasn't pulled his books from the shelves. He hasn't stopped talking about them. He hasn't gone on and go, I don't believe, I believe in the Trinity. Like it's always been this thing where, yeah, I think he did. And maybe he said one little thing and I hope he did. I don't have anything against the man personally, but I do have everything against the false teaching of modalism. It is sending people to hell and I don't want people to believe in a false God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If um, I'm not sure what email I should email you to, if you could just let me know. Yeah. Here you go. Send it to Ed. So it's ed at edtaylor.org. Ed at edtaylor.org. And it has to be .org. um, And and just say, we talked about oneness. I get a lot of emails. So just remind me, can you send me that um, article about baptizing Jesus name? And I'll send it to you. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. God bless you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Again, we want to welcome brand new station, The Way Radio, KGPS.org in Kingman, Arizona. You are part of the Grace FM Calvary Live family now. Welcome. We are glad you are here. I don't. I think this is the first time you're airing the program. I, uh, if it's not, it's the first time I'm learning about it. So, welcome, Kingman. You guys are a part of my heart. This is kind of a full circle now, because growing up, we only took two vacations: Kingman, Arizona, Boulder, Colorado. God called me to Colorado to live, and now I get to serve Kingman. My granny. I don't know if she sees things, and I don't know how it works all in heaven, but she would be so excited. Oh my gosh, I just thought of that right now. She would be so excited that her grandson is ministering in Kingman, Arizona. That's just amazing. Unbelievable. My mom and dad, too, in heaven. They're all in heaven. I don't know how it works if they get a special little text message or something, or 
Uh, they're just happy to be in the presence of Jesus. But I got to serve Boulder, and I got to serve Kingman. That's just... Now, I wish my parents would take vacations to Hawaii, and I could somehow have been able to serve Hawaii, too. At any rate, 26 dates right now, this little station, uh, this little program is on. So uh, it's no small thing. I don't take it lightly. Trust me. I don't take the ministry lightly. I don't take the grace of God lightly. Um, I I don't take my marriage lightly. I don't take my kids lightly. Like, this is unbelievable, the grace of God. And let me tell you something. If God would show grace to a guy like me, surely he will show grace to a man or a woman like you. Surely he will strengthen you as you pray for your prodigal. Surely he will bring your prodigal home. Surely he will help you in the pain in your marriage or your unequally yoked marriage or the pain of your divorce or the situation not seeing your kids or the court case. Surely God is and will manifest his grace to you, friend. Look to the Lord today. Receive his comfort and strength. Lean on him. Love him. Serve him with your life. Stop wasting your life with self-pity or self-absorption or compromise or outright sin. My first Bible study since being back was last night in Genesis 43, and I spent a little bit of time on the topic of your sin will find you out. Would you listen to it? I think God has a word for you. You can just go to our website, calvaryco, that stands for colorado.church, or the best way is just download our app, turn on notifications. You just put my name in the search bar, Ed Taylor, of your app store or your Android store, whatever they call it, Google Play, I guess put my name in there, Ed Taylor, uh, and you can stay connected with us. Uh, And uh, last night's study was dynamic. I was surprised how it came out. It was so good. It was so good. It was so good from the word. And maybe it's just because I haven't taught in a long time. So I was, it felt good to be back with what God was doing uh, in my life. But uh, it wasn't, it's not just that it's the word of God and it's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And if you're wrestling with prodigals, uh, our host of Calvary Live on Fridays is Pastor Josh Sorensen, just such a great brother in the Lord. He just taught a Bible study, uh, just a dynamic, spirit-anointed Bible study on the topic of prodigals. Uh, that's on our app as well. And that's I'm listening to all the guests backwards since I got been back, so I listened to his first. So good. Oh, so good. Let's go to Denver now. We got a little bit of time. I'm sorry for that um, sigh, um, but... A lot going on. I want. I just want people to rise up and be used by the Lord. That's it. Angie, Denver, welcome to the program. We got a couple minutes left. Hello, Pastor Ed. I'm so glad you're back. I can tell how rested you are because your voice is different. Yes, and it, it'll be tired soon enough, but I'm going to enjoy it right now. Yes. What can I do for um, you? Quick question. Um, I don't know if this is biblical or not, but a friend said something to me the other day that the swaddling clothes that likely wrapped Jesus when he was born were probably priestly garments that were old and worn out, and that she said that they were given to the poor. Does that sound like it could be true? I I didn't find anything in Scripture, but... It definitely is not in the scriptures. I've never heard of that, but I have... have, uh, It's definitely not in the scriptures. I've never read that, and I've never heard that before. 
I don't know. It might be some rabbinic tradition, you know, like the rabbis had a, like, like Roman Catholicism has a lot of tradition that isn't mm-hmm. biblical, that isn't necessarily even true, that's attached to scripture. But, um, you know, the, the Greek word, uh, means that, um, means sparganu, you know, it's the Greek word. It just means to be clothed, uh, in strips of cloth, um, and it's linen, um, so, but there's no no indication biblically. I haven't even heard. I haven't even heard of that tradition before. Okay, um, she also told me that the place, likely the place where Jesus was born, was a place where the lambs that were used for sacrifice were born because they had to be perfect and they couldn't be dropped. Have you ever heard that one? I have not. Ask her what her source okay. is, and we can look up her source. Well, she told me that it was in the Torah, but I, you know, that's the first five books of the Bible, so I've never heard of it. So yeah, it's I'm not in the curious. Torah. So I would the, the next thing I would ask her to do is to say, "Can you point it out to me?" Because I've missed that as I've read the Torah. I think I will do that. Yeah, I'd like thank to know. You, call, call me back, Angie. Okay. Okay. God thank you. you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right, and we're coming to the end of the program today. Uh, I am uh, grateful to be back. Like I said, I was away for a few weeks, but I'm back now. I'll be back in the pulpit this weekend. I have a special message um, just to address the issue in Israel. won't be super in-depth. Other people have done more in-depth stuff, but I do want to speak to it. I do want to bring comfort to the church. I want to get our eyes back on the Lord. Um, this war with Israel and Hamas, and we are uh, sending support. We're going to be helping the military. We're going to be helping uh, those that are affected by war through Messianic congregations. We're going to be helping in a general way those that need help, both Arab and Jewish, through the Joshua Fund as a church. So if you're looking for direction on that or your church is looking for direction, just you can send the resources to us, and that's where we're sending it. Um, but calvaryco.church is how to stay in touch with us. Again, welcome everyone in Kingman, Arizona. You're loved, you're wanted, and we're so grateful to serve you. And I'll see you, Lord willing, this weekend in the pulpit here at Calvary Church, calvaryco.church. See you then. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.